construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Another episode of the Flagstick Podcast. Sponsored again this week by Golf PEI. Golfman's Edward Island is a premier Canadian golf destination boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in the country with over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine. Top-tiered accommodations and exquisite culinary experiences. It is the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Book golf vacations and tee times at golfpei.ca. Um Make sure you're uh, following us across all social media networks, all of them, Instagram, X, Facebook, TikTok, subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and we really encourage you, very highly encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us, click the notification bell, make sure that you never miss a single episode. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Well, this is it, and this is the <laughs> this is the week. This is the week we we talked week, a little bit about for, the week for what like fixing or cleaning up ice in oh our gosh. driveways. I I don't know if it's going to stop. <laughs> I don't it's, know, man. It's, Freezing rain. I got for a couple of days. I got a teenage. I got a teenage son that's that's literally ticked to the gills because he's in the middle of exams, as is your daughter, and he's prepared, like you're preparing for exams, you're psyched, you're yeah. ready, you're good to go, and it's like, it's another snow day. It's like yeah. the only thing, any other time, not yeah, yeah, exam yeah. week, any other time, it's no. like, snow day, let's go, yeah, stay snow day. Yeah. You know, get yeah, to sleep yeah, yeah. in, stay home, chill, play some video games, hang with the buds, whatever. Uh, yeah. This week, it's like, no, I want to get this, I want to get it over with. I don't want to drag it out. Like Now, now it's dragging through the weekend, mm-hmm. and because obviously there's no writing exams over the weekend though they should consider that they do it in college my uh my uh, oldest my oldest pointed out to me that he had an exam at eight o'clock in the morning on a saturday so um yeah. no, i said no well dice. doesn't work and that of course way. and of course mm-hmm. you know while we're enduring that oh, we have God. to endure our friends and colleagues oh yeah are they really our friends if we have to endure what they're uh you have (laughs) to ask yourself ask yourself that question when you make that statement scott our friends or our colleagues hey if they're digging us we have a choice they're not you know i'll be i'll be truthful here there's not a lot of them have been digging or 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 throwing it in you know my face at least but certainly the pga merchandise show is on this week and they're actually actually having good weather uh, or they did so um you know mid 20s high 20s which you know some years we've been down there where all of a sudden it's like you know, zero it's freezing <laughs> zero terrible weather might find a few canadians in shorts you yeah know, just being crazy or whatever um but yeah they've had great week uh this week as far as weather and uh it's been fun to follow we have grant fraser who's been down there uh yeah uh, shooting photos and stuff for us and we've been sharing some of that content and then you know obviously we've been posting a lot of product content across our social media channels as a result of it but uh we, we will get into that uh later oh on yeah we yeah, will indeed. We will indeed sure. get into that. Indeed, yeah. for sure. I mean, it is a fun week uh, down there. I mean, I, I do miss it um, a little bit. Um, not just a because of the bit, weather. Just, just not just because of the weather and stuff. But it's kind of it was always sort of. Um, I don't. Know, well, it's a Super kind of Bowl a, of, of yeah, golf industry, just, right? You, you get you know, away. You get that that atmosphere, even though you know most 
a good chunk of what's what's displayed in that show is just garbage but um <laughs> there is an element of that yeah yeah but uh, then there's uh, there's a lot of which is not garbage yeah for sure and so. i think i think it's uh, you know over the last number of years and we've talked about it a little bit it's you know it's become a relationship show more than anything oh, it's going 100%. down and seeing everyone it's you know there's other you know things besides equipment you know be it travel or technology or mm -hmm. fashion like there's lots of other things going on there's lots of other events outside of the show what's well, so the galas and the and the, the 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 gala things and the gatherings and the yeah the little sure, huh? little parties and stuff like you know we're not talking about the old school hard rock cafe parties oh no you know oh, no. <laughs> we're talking much smaller group gatherings dinners yeah. uh you know getting together for drinks just hanging out you know at 10 o'clock at night or whatever at uh, at one of the the patios or the bars or whatever I mean yeah. just chilling I mean that's that's kind of what it is it's you know you do yeah. you do your business during the day you go, you go yep. crazy it's a lot of walking a lot of talking but then at night you just kind of go you know take off stuff. the tie and go unwind kind of thing I, I I will say I did participate in one of the events I normally do um the open forum which is the golf education uh, seminar that's mm. put on on the, on the Tuesday night. They actually streamed it this year for their tenth one. Uh, they were doing a test of it, um, so as a result of it, it, it they, were, they weren't charging for it. So I I will say Tuesday night. Uh, by Wednesday morning, I needed a lot of coffee because Tuesday night it went from five thirty until eleven thirty. Uh, I was sitting wow. online for six hours watching some uh, great presentations and discussions and things uh, regarding um, you know coaching, teaching, education. So that that was fun. So in a way, I got got to participate a little bit as well. And and uh, uh, thanks to a number of friends, um, you know, they passed on photos and, and videos. And I was getting all sorts of texts from people seeing certain things on the show floor and, and so forth. So almost felt like I was there. But, almost, uh, almost didn't didn't have to deal with the airport, didn't have to deal with hotels, didn't have to deal with anything else. So right not a bad thing. The yeah, good thing is did... you do you do feel like you're here. And uh yeah. <laughs> and and we do have uh, we do have to get get into this a little yeah, bit. So so let's uh, let's kind of get into a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously on the front nine, we're we're as usual. We're going to get caught up on some of the latest news. Uh, you know, some tour talk uh, updates, some Canadian related news, and uh, on the back nine, we're going to talk about the PGA merchandise yeah. show uh, and play a little bit of a game. I saw I. I was going through the notes. I saw the game. I'm like, I'm going to suck at this. But anyway, um, let's get to the I wanna, front. I want to hear your answers. So yeah, anyways, let, we'll get let, let's get to the front nine uh, presented by Metcalf Golf Club, a natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Uh, golf season is uh, closer than you think. You don't want to start. You want to you don't want to wait to start preparing for the upcoming season by a membership. Join a league, purchase some game packs and get ready to hit the first tee in the spring. Visit MetcalfGolf.com to shop for those now. Okay, you got her. So let's uh, let's kind of dive in. Oh, I did it. Dive, you oh, did it. No. no diving. I was no really hoping diving. that I would make it through the a year? season of the <laughs> of the podcast without doing uh, it, but I did it. Oh, no what diving. an idiot! God, no diving. so stupid, so stupid. <laughs> okay. All right, beyond the um, cliches, <laughs> Brooke Henderson. Yeah uh good good start to the year i mean yes. um hilton grand vacations tournament of champions obviously she was the defending champion there 
Um, had a little bit of a slow start, but ended up, uh, you know, boosting her way up the leaderboard and finishing third. So uh, nice one for her there, picked up 120 grand. And as I noted, I, I don't know if anybody pays attention to this. And, and you know, it's a stat that not everybody, you know, loves or, or, uh, or anything, but uh, it was her 74th career top 10 on the LPJ tour. Now, understand this is now the start of her 10th season on the LPJ tour. But if you think about that, if any professional player was averaging seven top tens a year um that's pretty damn good and mm -hmm. now she's actually 25 back of the career mark set by Lori kane who obviously had a very distinguished career on the tour who actually had 99 top tens on her career super and consistent. how long did Lori kane play on the tour well i mean uh, many many years now she did she came to the tour later Right. You should understand right yeah uh, she didn't pro turn pro until i think Lori was 29 when she yeah. turned pro and uh you know just just played her last canadian open here in ottawa um you know a couple of years ago so um yeah pretty consistent career and and uh, obviously you know Lori knows that you know at some point brooke is gonna break that mark but you know that was a good start for her um mm -hmm. i think that's that's a real positive i think she needs that little bit of a boost um she's looking forward to a, a good year and and uh you know there's no better way to do it than you know if you've got a small field to start with mm -hmm. there's only 36 players to, to have a strong finish within that so hopefully that's a, a good sign of things to come yes yes no i was just curious that you know if you start throwing another stat out there as to when she does get to break that record mm. does she do it in significantly less time uh oh yeah Laurie oh no it? oh no clearly clearly she will i mean the pace that she's on right now i mean you know she's basically on a pace right now that she's gonna she'll break that uh in her 13th year so yeah. um you know which by far is you know uh, although i will say I'll, I'll have to look and do the comparison but if we look at the meat of of Lori's career you know she probably accomplished those 99 and probably 16 or 17 season you know, mm -hmm. so obviously they, they came pretty quickly for her from a consistency standpoint. But, you know, on, on the other side, uh, you know, Lori had four LPGA Tour wins and Brooke already has 13. So um, yeah. that 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 changes things as well. So Sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, something else with Brooke. She, uh, she recently yeah. appeared in a video with a YouTuber. Yeah. Did you catch this at all? Or you no, not, not. Oh, well, I caught, okay. I caught the post. The, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, so we've got it up on yeah. the website if people want to check it out. And uh, so it's interesting. Not everybody follows YouTube golf, but uh, you know, one of the more popular ones is, is uh, Micah Morris. Now he's a sponsored athlete, a tailor-made sponsored athlete like Brooke is. Mm -hmm. So obviously they were shooting lots of content uh, with the tailor-made athletes, with some, you know, YouTubers that are, uh, you know, signed with them, uh, Grant Horvat and Micah. And they ran through a, a number of different things but the one i was looking forward to and i'd heard hints of it happening uh back in december was uh this one with micah morris now the cool part about this and i encourage people to go to our website and you can watch it there uh we've got it embedded into a, a post um this is probably the most relaxed i've seen brooke in a corporate environment and being a corporate environment i mean you know here's a Here's a situation where it's in front of the camera, um, you know, it's not scripted. Um, and I think she really enjoyed herself. And I'd like to talk yeah. to her at some point about it and, and how it went for her. But you could just tell she was just like, it was just like playing with her friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, she did really, really well with it. Conversations were good. She had her, her own questions back and forth. And it seemed very natural, very genuine. Um, 
so yeah it's it's great to see i mean who knows maybe maybe uh maybe one day when she's off the tour she'll have her own youtube channel or maybe she'll have one before then who knows maybe her and Brittany will have one together <clears throat> there there you go that could be an idea but yeah if people want to go check it out uh it's some fun content and uh yeah i i, I think they'll uh they'll surprised they actually it. haven't done something yet i mean i know they're probably busy with the golf side of things right now yeah but i mean the just the whole henderson sisters thing i mean hmm. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, especially if you look at uh, somebody like the the Bryan brothers, mm -hmm. you know, Wesley Bryan, obviously a PGA Tour winner, and George Bryan, their their channel's kind of blowing up. But I, I think Wesley's more of a part-time tour player, um, yeah. not getting into as many events and stuff like that, where, you know, Brooks' schedule is obviously uh, pretty difficult. But you, you would think at some point, um, maybe her agency, uh, they would just, you know, work on capturing some of that stuff to create her own channel. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that soon so maybe you heard it here first jeff has sort of cracked the egg and there we go and got them going but uh, i i certainly it would get a lot of attention i know just even you know her third place finish i think we had a facebook post that had like 1300 likes on it just a little snippet of that so obviously there's a fan base that's out there um and certainly it could be uh another way to uh to get her brand out there for, as well so for sure now the lpga yep. drive-on championship is this week uh brooks in the field but but yep. so is Madame leblanc which is really great because she she's returning to uh to the tour after six months away because of an injury um yep. you know that's uh that's pretty phenomenal um and, yeah, and she's... exciting for her yeah, one over uh, in her first round, and you know she's been itching to get back. I've been following uh, Marami on her um, on her social media stuff for the last little while. She's been busy trying to rehab and get ready to go. Obviously, it didn't make sense to come back at the very end of the year. No, uh, you're going to use up that sort of status that you've got. So she chose to to wait and carry it over to the start of this season. But swing looks fabulous. She's been doing a lot of work on it, and uh, yeah, just nice to see her back in the mix. Uh, yeah. obviously she has a long history uh you know we've had a long history with her covering her, oh, back sure. in her golf quebec days going back 20 20 years so uh good to see and then uh, savannah girl who uh opened her lpga uh, tour membership with a 74 uh but yeah it's her first start as an lpga tour member and uh nice to see another fresh face there uh and then hopefully we'll have uh, a couple other players uh in the field in in some future events in elena sharp and, and maddie zarek uh, as well so we've got five uh, lpga members from canada it's, excellent. It, it's yeah. I'm, I'm i'm sensing a theme of what i'm looking at uh from our from our news content this uh, mm. this week uh again more canadians um and with good finishes too. Yeah, yeah like uh yeah. like just recently too at the at the hero dubai desert classic you know um yeah, Aaron Cockrell. I mean, you know, tied tied for fourth there, um, and that that was against a big field. I mean, Rory won the title he, for the fourth time, but uh, you know, Aaron picked up five hundred thousand Canadian there, and then what the big thing from there is, you know, he really set himself up uh, at the start of the year. He basically he yeah. won about three three hundred fifty thousand euros, which is equivalent to about half a million Canadian, um, and you know, the more that he can do that early on in the season, because he's got you're not chasing now, it later. Correct. Exactly. So he's, he can lock up his card a lot earlier. He was 72nd in the, uh, in the race to Dubai rankings last year. Um, but you know, it was thanks to some later finishes that really helped him go up there. But you know, if he can boost himself up to the top, 
you know, and then, you know, if he has some weeks off to spend with his, you know, his family, that's perfectly fine as far as the schedule, but he's not going to, you know, sweat it out as much as he has had to do for the yeah. last four years on, on the uh, European tour. And he's in his fifth year now. And uh, you know, but that also because of the strength of the field for those events that he's able to get access to now, his world rankings are starting to climb as well. Perfect. And, you know, he jumped from 286 up to 219 after this week. So, um, you know, starting to crack into that mark. I mean, we've got uh, a whack of Canadians that are in the top 100. And the fact is, you know, if he keeps playing like that in these big events, he can work himself up there more as well and, you know, potentially have some other opportunities. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I always say that when I when I play, if I can get a couple birdies early in my round, mm-hmm. then I'm good. I'm good for the rest of the day because, I mean, for me, I'm not worried about shooting 66 because usually most no. of my golf is casual golf. So when I go to play casual golf, if I can get, you know, a couple birdies in the first four or five holes, five or six holes, I'm locked in for the rest of the day. Like, yeah, I, it, I know I'm it, shooting. I know I'm <laughs> shooting in the 70s. And yeah. if I could put it in the 70s at the end of an 18 hole round, I'm happy. If I don't get right. a couple birdies early on and I'm and I'm dragging like three or four or five over yeah. in the front nine, and I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, I can't make more than three or four bogeys on the back right. side to stay under yeah. 80. Cause I'm always, it's always my goal when I play anymore, yeah. is I want to play well, but I always I want to I want to be under 80. I always want to be in the 70s. It just feels right to have. Oh, would you shoot 78, 79? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually what I tell everybody because it's usually what I shoot. Yeah, I think um, the mentality for these players, I mean, yeah, the faster they can put themselves in a in a good position, the better. Otherwise, the pressure just mounts. We've seen it over the years where all of a sudden a player misses, you know, five, six, seven cuts in a row, and it really gets hard mentally mm-hmm. to get themselves there. And, you know, you watch the well, we'll we'll say for an example, I mean, it's now the PGA Tour Americas, but if you'd watch the PGA Tour Canada money list where it was the top 60 would get into the, you know, the finals and, and retain a card, um, you know, if players got down to the last couple of events and they had the pressure on them, I mean, mm-hmm. it's really, really difficult. Uh, yeah. And it just becomes that much harder to relax and do your own thing. Your brain just starts going otherwise. So same thing. I mean, everybody that's out there knows that, you know, all of a sudden, if you get behind the eight ball and you're out playing your round of golf, you're not expecting to birdie the last two. No, no. <laughs> and I'll tell you this right now, if they get to that point during the season where they're, 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 uh, they're that desperate to make it happen at the end of the mm-hmm. year, I guarantee there's an extra six wraps of tape underneath those grips, lighten <laughs> that grip pressure. Okay. Um, other Canadians finishing in the top 10, uh, Adam Hadwin tied for sixth at the Amex, Stephen Ames yeah. tied for eighth at the uh, uh, Mitsubishi Electric Classic. Um, yes. So, so again, great. Another Adam Hadwin time. loving yeah. what's going on there too. He's uh, He's got a goal, right? He's got a, he has a, a very specific goal and that he's trying to achieve and he's, uh, you yeah. know, he's doing the right things to get it done early. That's for sure. Yeah, two uh, two for three as far as a T fourteen a miscut and then a T six so two for three as far as being top fifteen in those events. So again, same thing, uh, really working hard towards you know being that President's Cup, uh, be, getting a win for sure. He wants to get yeah, back yeah, but he wants to earn that. Circle. He wants to earn that spot too. He doesn't yeah, want to. Yeah. He doesn't want to put in a position where he's like fifteenth yeah. or sixteenth on that list and and. Yeah. forcing you know mike weir's hand to kind of either pick him or not pick him he wants yeah. to earn his spot directly and i think that's good I think yeah really it's good. just fun it's just fun every week when all of a sudden you know you're getting top 10 finishes and canadians that are in contention on you know lpga champions tour 
uh, corn fairy tour, um, you know, everything all the way through. Uh, it's just, you know, it shows the strength and how things are building as yeah. far as the, the uh, you know, the Canadians. Because, you know, granted, we're we're still a small country. You know, yeah, we, are sure. big, we are a big <clears throat> golf country. We are one of the largest ones as far as a golf country, as far as number of courses. But, you know, from a population perspective, when you're trying to compare it against something like the U.S. or, you know, England or, or Korea, for an example, that mm-hmm. are, you know, diehard, it's really difficult to compete. So it's just showing that, you know, we have a flood of golfers that, that are coming up. Yeah. And, and to that note, too, Hughes, Silverman, Svensson, Sloan and Pendrith all in uh, all in action this uh, week on the Farmers Insurance Open on the PGA Tour, too. So that's uh, yeah. that's good to see that many in uh, yeah. in the field. It started on uh, Wednesday. It started early this week, so it didn't uh, it didn't compete against the NFL uh, games on the Sunday. NFL, so uh, at this at this at this point, uh, Mackenzie Hughes is tied for tenth through thirty six holes. So yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to watching uh, some of the NFL divisional playoffs. Eminem uh, versus uh, Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> well, at least that's the social media. Um, why i mean stuff going on like i am like I i'm tired of it i'm tired of it like just i would not even pay attention to that that's for sure i just ignore that anyway I mean, um there's uh also uh five canadians have uh are appear have appeared in the top 20 of the latest golf week girls junior rankings too right yeah yeah which is uh again uh another another barometer <clears throat> to show the strength of Canadian yeah, golf and where it's going. I mean, the boys are going to have to pick up their their pace here a little bit. We have got a lot that have gone on to college, but you know, the next uh, great batch of of junior boys needs to kind of pick up the pace because uh, you know these five girls: Vanessa Boravillas, uh, she came in at six; uh, Yeji Kwan, who's about to uh, jump into the uh, college ranks at Baylor, she's number twelve; uh, Michelle Liu, who actually just uh, committed to go to Harvard. Uh, Michelle, obviously familiar to us, is somebody. I got to help caddy for at the uh, CP Women's Open at Ottawa Hunt. She comes in at 13. Aphrodite Deng, who's actually a Canadian but living down in New Jersey now, uh, she came in at 14. And then Anna Huang uh, from out in BC was number 20. So pretty impressive. There's a a few more Mm -hmm. going further down. And, you know, I'll mention something here too, which is actually kind of interesting to, to see the development of these players and i'm going to throw a number at you and and i'm going to see what your reaction is so vanessa boravillis at the uh team canada next gen uh development camp so this is an id camp that takes place annually identifies players that could possibly be working their way into the national team program uh that uh, next gen program which is basically kind of the we'll call it junior varsity uh which you know carly mayer from lansdowne is, is yeah. on that team next gen so vanessa vanessa in the testing protocols so i got access to all, all the data and i was looking at it vanessa was second in maximum club head speed uh for the driver test she, she came in at 105 so 105 miles an hour just like going oh okay that's that's pretty good um, faster than me uh, it's uh, LPG average is only 95. So 105 is pretty impressive, but number one, number one, and I'm not going to name the player because she didn't make the team, but she's, she's um, a, a potential contender at some point. She's only 14 years old. What do you think her max club head speed was? <clears throat> and this is not the game where we were promised. 122. For a 14 year old girl. I don't know. <laughs> 117. 
Well, I mean, okay, you you laughed, and I was only five. Well, there's a big. Di- there's a difference between yeah, five's a lot. <laughs> well, what did you think it was going to say? One one oh eight. I don't know. Like I had like, to. Maybe. If, if 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 Vanessa <clears throat> was one oh five, and you're you're bringing this up, obviously yeah. it's going to be a high number. So okay, I had to fine, throw one enough. out. There. I was about to say one thirty, so I feel better yeah. saying one twenty two because then it's closer <laughs> the to one seventeen. The fastest of the boys was one twenty seven to let you know, but um, yeah, one seventeen. I mean, this just shows you where things are going with some of these athletes. I mean, the fact that we've got a fourteen year old girl swinging one hundred and seventeen miles an hour for a max club head speed, which you know I will tell you right now is just over the PGA Tour average. Mm-hmm. So um, that shows you where some of these athletes are coming up and getting stronger and getting better they're getting more talented and and number of things but i will say uh among all the players that were tested uh in the putting side of things there were only i think seven or so that were positive strokes gained so um go work on your putting people (laughs) because that is where the weakness the downfall was for all these players more than anything so uh swing shots but uh make make some putts so shocking exactly it so really it really is not shocking no, it isn't. And, 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 you know, I, I, I talk about it a fair bit because I say to people all the time, you know, are you a good putter? And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I'm a great putter. I'm like, well, they, they think they're a good putter because they probably haven't hit a putt out of bounds. Whereas, you know, a tee shot, you get that dramatic shot where you hit out mm-hmm. of bounds. But you go and watch them and see what they do and they're putting. And, you know, again, it doesn't take a lot of physical talent to, to putt. Um, you know, obviously there's technique involved. There's a lot of different things involved. But it's probably the lowest hanging fruit mm-hmm. in all of golf where people can improve and, and get better. And, you know, it's, while it's exciting for some people to spend their time on the putting green working on things, sometimes they still kind of put themselves into a a false sense of security that they're actually better than they actually are. So, yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's interesting why, interesting to note why more of them don't spend more time on their putting. It's, it's by far the easiest um, of the disciplines in golf to spend Mm -hmm. time working on because, You can go pretty much to any golf course that's not mm-hmm. private and roll up and drop some balls and, and hit some pots. So, I mean, um, yeah. and it's easy. There's all kinds of stuff that's easy to work on when you're on the mm-hmm. putting green as opposed to mm-hmm. swing. You can work on your swing, but if you haven't got, you, you know, the video out there, if you haven't got somebody watching it or, or critiquing it, it's very difficult to to find something to change that you can actually work yeah. on on the driving yeah. range. Putting you know, you can work on your stroke, you can work on your alignment, and you don't necessarily need a putting coach with you. Not now, but I mean, mm-hmm. to to help you with that. So putting, putting in yeah. short game, working on bunker shots, chipping, uh, anything around the greens is so easy to work on and why people don't spend more time working on it because it's because it's not as sexy as hitting the long ball and, and the full swing and and uh really in is the it end sexy shooting 110 people well yeah that's that's no, that's no it's the not thing so you think but, it's uh, sexy yeah. telling your buddies that you yeah. shot 110 no <laughs> so the, no it's so not the, at all so the advice is the next time you're doing a group clinic and the instructor stands at the front and asks you if you're a good putter don't put up your hand and say you're a good putter yeah because chances are you're probably not no Good, no. good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Um, we got to take a break. Let's do that. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we are uh, we're going to get into PGA merchandise show talk because uh, yeah. there's lots going on there, 
Definitely. obviously, we're not going to talk about it all, but we'll talk about a lot of it. And uh, we're going to play a little game. And then we'll send you all home. Sounds good. Well, we don't send you home. We'll just, we'll go home. I'll okay. move on to something else. Okay. We're taking a break. You're listening to the Flagstick Podcast with uh, Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. When you golf on Prince Edward Island, there are over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine. Not to mention countless miles of pristine beaches and a rich world-class culinary experience. So get here fast, then take it slow and play around on island time. Golf Prince Edward Island. Well, we're back. We're back, yeah. and I just had uh, off air there. I just had a major sneezing fit, so I'm kind of <laughs> glad you had to sort right. some things out before we jump back on on air here. Because I was, I don't know what was going on there. There's no cats in my office, so it can't be that. Anyway, I'm good now, though. I'm good, right. I'm ready I'm to glad go. To, glad to hear it. I'm ready to dive in. <laughs> I know I did. I did it on purpose this time. Sorry. Sometimes it's on purpose. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes $2. it's just a reactionary two dollars in the dive in jar. I should, you know what? That's right. You know what we should do? do we should have that. Jar. We should have a dive, a dive in jar. And every time I say it, I drop um a loony or a toonie into the jar. And uh so what are what are the phrases that'll be <laughs> what are the phrases besides dive in that drive you nuts? And I've got a couple myself, but are there any particular ones from a golf perspective that from that a golf perspective? Oh, and golf and perspective? I have another one that's dive. Um. Oh my gosh! Because there's cliches. So deep dive is one that drives me nuts. Deep dive because again, it's overused. It's like, hey, we'll right. take a deep dive into this topic, and that's okay. Okay, where where are you diving to? So, well, what was the one we used to? I don't know if it's so much a golf one, but there was the one we used to just go crazy over, and I think it was more of a football one. I'm not even sure. Oh my god! It oh, was. It, it was. I don't know. It was a uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The other one that, uh, the other one that I get that I'm trying to, you know, was used so much in the 1990s and I've, I've railed to try to remove it from my vocabulary mm -hmm. in, in all things, uh, golf, golf writing, golf discussion is hidden gem overused, oh, overused cliche, terrible one. And it's like, okay, just be a little bit more creative. Yeah. I, I mean, it, th through the whole through the whole last sort of two or three years with the COVID stuff, I got tired of people saying we're pivoting. Like, I mean, and that's not even a when you say people, do you mean yourself? <laughs> no, I don't think I use that one that much. I, I used we all use that. I one used evolve. Much. I used evolve a lot. Oh, you used pivot. Pivot was just. Um, and I probably Ross? used maybe if I used I don't remember using Ross? it that much, but Ross, are we pivoting? Pivot, pivot. Yeah, <laughs> it's the friends reference. Anyway, yes, yeah. All right, let's All right. pivot and dive into the back nine. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Thank you. Presented this week by Celtic <laughs> Golf Center, uh, located 20 minutes from Ottawa. Kempville Celtic Golf Center is indoor golf on another level. Featuring five state-of-the-art TrackMan simulators and two new Unicorn Sims with GS Pro. Uh, Celtic Golf Center can offer you 10,000 golf courses possibly to play, um, including uh, many major courses uh, and some with island greens uh, and beautiful azaleas. Play rounds with friends, practice with full swing analysis, or play golf games. 
Visit CelticGolfCenter.com to learn more or book tea times. Do you, do you do you do that with a straight face when you say the island greens and beautiful? I do greens? because you, we all know what it means. Hey, look, if you're you listening to me it. say that and you have no idea what I'm talking about, then you need Maybe to pivot. You're not a golfer. You need to pivot. Okay. All right. You know, because that's pretty self-explanatory, but I can't say really. Anyway. Yeah, of course. Um. Right. Okay. PGA well, we're show. in the we're in the back nine now. Yeah. Um. And uh, we want to talk PGA early show. On. You get. To- <laughs> oh my god um okay it's pga show week yeah it is pga show week we close, closing we, up we today talked a little bit about uh about getting into pga show week this week this is mm-hmm. uh yeah it is i mean it used to go it used, it used to go right to, to sunday didn't it sunday originally yeah. way back in the day so 1992 <laughs> or three was my first one and basically the show would open on uh thursday yeah no, de- no demo day back then right it would open on thursday go friday go saturday and there would be a half day on sunday eventually nobody was there on sunday people right. were flying out half or golfing day, wouldn't use it play golf whatever the case may be so they backed it up got away from the weekend uh or got away from the sunday got away from the saturday now it's it's the floor time is uh wednesday thursday part day on friday which again right. a lot of people just avoid doesn't matter what you do with the that you know yeah. uh, you know you'd go in there and then your your last morning if you needed to clear up a couple of things you do that uh but now also they have the demo day on tuesday right. which is really mm-hmm. a big thing you know they do have an indoor demo center but it's uh, not the same it's not the same. I mean, you've got that 360-degree range at Orange County National uh, Winter Garden where they set up. You get a chance to go out there and test things off the grass. Um, yeah, so that's become a big event now. I think the demo day has been running, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years now, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, you might as well count it for a day. You're maybe not doing business as much. You're not sitting down and doing bookings or so forth. But it's a day where you can walk around hit the product, chat to some different people. Um, you know, there's obviously a number of celebrity appearances, people that are, you know, testing stuff. It's just more of a, you know, a casual environment. I will say this year, they did have some issues, I guess, with like the Wi-Fi. Uh, so at the gate. So basically there was massive lineups going oh, in yeah. because they couldn't, they couldn't get the registration stuff all done or whatever. So I heard that from a, a few people, but hey, you know what? The weather was beautiful because there's been some years where we got chased off the, off the range or mm-hmm. because the wind was so bad or you know yeah, i remember that coming there was a, yeah there's one year where it was a it was literally a tornado was threatened you weren't so able I, to hit drivers from one side of the range because you could you could go through right exactly yeah and yeah, that's yeah. not normal but no 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 because it's you know 400 yards across um but yeah then another year that yeah it was literally a, a tornado warning and everybody had to evacuate uh you know and tents were flying everywhere and yeah i remember so, that uh, it's it's been it's been something over the years but uh yeah you know it's uh it's still a significant show it's obviously uh growing more you know during the covid period it, it you know one it was shut down and two it was a little quieter um especially in the last year uh they had about a thousand exhibitors this year uh attendees from 80 countries and i think the numbers early numbers say the attendance is up about 15 percent this year over last year mm-hmm. uh, and people said there was definitely a little bit more of a buzz about it than than there has been in quite some time 
That's good. That's good. And yeah. obviously one of the big uh one of the big nights down there during the PGA show uh was when they started doing Canada night down mm-hmm. there. And yep. that was always a big deal for us Canadians to have our own little uh, soiree, if you will, mm-hmm. the awards, uh, PJ, uh, of Canada did the national awards winner presentations. Yeah. And, uh, and that was always a big deal. And for, for all accounts that seemed to go very, very well, uh, this year again. Yeah. You get a, you know, you get a few hundred Canadians that are in there. I mean, they made some mistakes. The very first part, uh, I don't know if you remember the very first, the very first year they ran out of beer, <laughs> which was, is a huge mistake. I remember that. Yeah. And it is a room full of you Canadians. You cannot run out of beer in a room full no. of Canadians. They vowed that that would not happen ever again. And it, it has not. And uh, thankfully, um, you know, PGA of Canada put on a successful night. I think uh, Cabot was the uh, title sponsor there and helping out that night and you know you get a few hundred canadians all get together everybody's busy running around during the show you do run into a lot of people but more or less during the you know they're in the aisles and so forth you have your quick handshake you stop for a couple seconds but everybody has to go on to do their other things uh whereas the the pga of canada night there's a lot of times you just end up at at tables you end up randomly chatting with somebody you know from the canadian golf industry that maybe you haven't talked to before mm-hmm. or maybe you haven't seen in, in 10 years. So it's like a big reunion. It's like going yeah, to a big no, family reunion and uh, it makes, it makes for a fun night, depending, you know, you might get somebody cornering you and want to chat for a long, long time. And, you know, then you don't hard. get to do much else. That, that no. that's the other difficulty to it is yeah. you get, you get locked into one person for a good chunk of the night and you kind of want to spread the spread around the room a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, well, it is what it is, right? Yeah, but uh, I heard there were some great speeches. I actually saw a few of them uh, online as well. Um, you know, some some very touching ones. Uh, people winning those national awards, and and you know, very well deserved. So, uh, congratulations to all the winners there. Cool. All right, now let's get into some of the product. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's too much to get into a lot, and some of the stuff you know we've we've kind of touched on some of the more. We have. Ma- major ones, I guess, would be the point. Um, but interesting that mm-hmm. um, if there, I'm not going to say if there was a theme to the PGA show this year because this certainly wasn't the theme one of the, of the PGA themes. show. But one of the the uh, the themes or the angles or the uh, yeah. uh, the areas of interest was uh, was brand revival. Yeah, um, kind of which cool. is kind of cool. I mean, when you look at you know how many years we've going to go into the PGA show and. Mm-hmm. Some of these companies came on the scene, you know, with their launches at the PGA show. Sure. um, And not necessarily the first time that a brand has been, there's been an attempt to revive a brand Mm -hmm. and, and then have it disappear again, not completely, but kind of, you know, go away for a little bit and then come come back into the fold again. But, um, you know, let's talk first about uh, never compromise putters. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, this yeah. was this was a um, this was the you know um, uh, a new this product one years ago. It did a little bit. Um, yeah. It did a little bit, and I mean, sometimes it surprises you that a brand comes back. Sometimes it mm-hmm. surprises you who brought the brand back because you right. you sometimes expect some of the more popular brands from or pro- popular products from years past mm-hmm. might get have been owned already by one of the more major companies and mm-hmm. and that they brought the brand back in within their line to do something kind of how you know how you have Callaway Golf and then you've got Odyssey mm-hmm. Putters right mm-hmm. um 
this well, I kind of thought, well, maybe this will come back, but maybe it'll come back under the brand under under a different company. Like, yeah, not what so, not. I was a little surprised to see what it was because, well, you know, SRI but, SRI, which is Sumitomo Rubber, um, you know, and Dunlop Sports is a massive company. I yes, mean, they are. Have to realize, and I, I think a lot of people underappreciate how large they are in the golf industry and the number of brands that are under their umbrella on top of, you know, everything else that they do, um, you know, the Dunlop sports umbrella, which was basically created now to oversee things like ASICs and, and Cleveland and Zrixon. Um, they've owned the rights to never compromise for a number of years. They mm -hmm. just haven't done anything with the brand and never compromise goes back to, you know, the 1990s, uh, these black and gray putters they came out big on tour uh, mm -hmm. when a, when players like vj singh were using them yeah i mean they, they were they were one of those things because people should realize that tour players are a lot like the average player the, the things happen on tour that get trendy that one player sees another player playing it you know what understand that a lot of the PGA tour players are not the most technically sophisticated uh, players. They like to look at things that, that are trendy and other guys are using it and they're having success or other women are playing it and having success. And, Oh, well maybe I'll try that if they're mm -hmm. doing, if they're playing it. And that's what happened for never compromise. Now, you know, it went under some, you know, business issues up and down over the years. Yeah, yeah eventually came under the SRI, uh, you know, portfolio. And this was probably one of the biggest surprises of the show. Mm -hmm. And the fact that all of a sudden, boom, they're bringing these putters back. Now, they're not what the old putters were. They have a very similar look. There's a couple different uh, levels of models that are within them. Obviously, incorporate some more modern technologies. Of course, yeah. It, they look great. Um, you know, price similar to what you're going to find for top end ones now. But what's nice is that for this company, this now Zrixon has had putters before. Mm -hmm. uh, some people said, oh, well, Zrixon hasn't had putters before. Well, they had, but they weren't super successful. But under that Dunlop Zrixon umbrella, obviously the the Cleveland putters, and they've got a new HB Soft one, Soft 2 that's out, which is great, low priced you know, kind of a great value proposition, this becomes their premium product um, that is, you know, under that umbrella. So I, I think there's a position for it mm -hmm. because I think there's a lot of loyalty within those brands and there's all already a trust factor for some people. Yeah. We should say, and we're going to get to that a little bit when we start to talk about some of these other brands, is that us in our early 50s, you know, we're very familiar with this brand we have to recognize this is going to be a brand new brand to a lot of the golfers that are out there yeah this is yeah. smart this is really smart on their part because it's the um it's the it's my age i don't mm -hmm. know specifically their marketing strategy behind it if they're but i know for myself i'm intrigued uh to and i made a switch to to um got rid of a, a putter i'd used for a long long time and i switched to using a cleveland huntington um and they have the elite line uh with the cleveland putters as well right. and yeah. and i love the putter mm -hmm. but this intrigues me even to the point where i'm like you know hey i mean never compromise i i love the never compromise mm -hmm. putters when i was when i was 20 you know, yeah, I, I think mean, there's, like, a, there's, there's a two prong thing here. There's the nostalgia factor, but also, you know, Zrixon has become an emerging brand among newer golfers. Very much so. The quality of their irons that they're well known for. Mm -hmm. um, so as a result of it, that 
that golfer would be more likely to say, oh, well, it's under this umbrella. I'd be interested in trying it, even though I'm not familiar with the brand, because they're going to look at it and say, oh, I'm, you know, I know the quality of Zrixon. So this must be equivalent. So yeah, you're right. I I, I think it's a smart move. I, I love the move. I think it's great. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, well, good for them. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing how that all Fun works money. out. I'm sure that I'll have some conversations shortly with uh, the uh, <laughs> the Canadian the Canadian arm of that uh, company, yes. Mint, Mint Green Group, which to which we have a very, very, very good relationship with. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be talking shortly with them about some things. So, um, another brand that uh, that mm-hmm. was always a favorite of mine um, yeah. is Ashworth. And mm-hmm. uh which has been around for the last Yes, few that's the years. one when I said that said that there was companies that have been, you know, yeah. they hadn't disappeared, but no, you know, and then I look at I look at the you know the images of the hoodie and mm-hmm. I see the golf man mm-hmm. and I'm just like and I'm thinking of my AM ten twenties. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about, right? Oh yeah. Everybody had to have these shirt these golf mm-hmm. shirts were heavier than you could possibly imagine. You, golf you would not want to wear one of these album. on a on one of those thirty yeah. degree, thirty two yeah. degree days in the middle of the summer. But no everybody way. had to have their oh, AM yeah. 1020 in some yeah. color, and I think I had a white one with some with red on the armbands and the collar. I'm not even and tell you how many I had. <laughs> and you had the little Ashworth with the golf man. Yep, that was man. Yeah, hit the golf man on you. That's you're a golfer if you have the Ashworth golf with the golf man. On. Yeah, like, you look at the is... Fre- Freddie Couples and Ernie. Oh, Adels. Yeah. these were the ambassadors for the, for that that era. Yes. Um, you know that mid '90s, and you know, you know, when we were in retail, obviously we sold a lot of this product. Yes. And I mean, it was the product that pe- that people wanted. Um, so yeah, it was interesting when I posted pictures of the hoodies. Um, people were just the going golf nuts. Man. Yeah, like some people were like what's this and then but the other people are like take all my money i I want that now i don't care i'm emptying my bank account how much is it like whatever i don't care i think the funniest one was a couple people were making reference to their golf pros from the 1990s and saying oh this brings me back to his pro shop back in the day or whatever full of ashworth yeah and maybe they couldn't afford it when they were a junior but they could afford it now and yeah. you know it's like 118 us for one of these hoodies they're not cheap, i can't i can't wait to see how many people i see floating around in the spring and and uh with with the ashworth uh golf man hoodies like yeah, it, uh, yeah. I, i'm it's gonna be hilarious i no, might be it, one of them i'm probably <laughs> gonna be one of them <laughs> yeah yeah i i'm, I'm gonna guess you know, I'm going to guess one, it was popular at the show. I'm going to guess there's a lot of people that probably wanted to buy stuff right in the booth. Oh, yeah. Right, right there, right away. Or and just take I, it. There's just a level of nostalgia there, right? More yeah. than anything. And, well, you know I'm what? feeling that. I'm feeling that. Never compromise oh. putters, Ashworth, mm-hmm. golf man hoodies. Mm, What's next? What else? What else, well, Scott? Well, well, Jeff. <laughs> As you mentioned. Yeah. So if we look at, um, so there's a company called Golf Brands Inc. that's out of Henderson, Nevada, and we'll call it a company that has taken the opportunity to, um, you know, basically snap up some legacy brands, Mm -hmm. some companies that have had some issues over the years, but they've been able to kind of take the brands, recreate new product stuff uh, for them. Uh, maybe at a different pricing level and, you know, kind of sell them at more of the, we'll call it an everyman price. Mm-hmm. And three of the brands that they were showcasing uh, around the PJ show were Ram, Teardrop, and Ben Hogan. <laughs> so, I mean, again, going back, tear to, to my eye. going back to nostalgia, 
Um, this is, you know, square in the wheelhouse of when Never Compromise and Ashworth were having success. And now yeah. Hogan's been around in, in various iterations. Yeah, yeah. We've heard more about them in the last number of years. But, you know, Ram, not so much. Uh, Teardrop, definitely not so much. And, you know, for some people that are listening to this podcast, they're going to have to go and, and Google these just to look them up because they're not going to be familiar with the brands in, in any possible no, way. No, Teardrop, Teardrop was a putter brand that was... The roll face putter. It was a roll face putter. And if you look at the putter shape on the side, it actually looks like a, a teardrop. That's where mm -hmm. it's got its name from. Uh, again, had some had some ups and downs over the years from a business standpoint. Ram, very historic brand. Been around for a long, long time. Uh, and you remember those blades? Oh, you yeah. had those blades, oh, man. Yeah. Those things oh, yeah, were the FX nice. Blades. Like, you yeah, could yeah, shave yeah. with those things. Yeah. They're like, look yeah, at the sharpness. Will, and I, and, I, and I, I don't, I don't have an expectation when I was looking through the products here that you know we're going to see the highest quality product that maybe we saw in the past from some of these brands. And they're, they're, I, I think the biggest thing from them is wondering, you know, one, where do they fit? And I think, I think they're going to be used to have a fair bit of mid-priced product. There's some, there's some talk about some box sets and things like that, which again, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a demand for those products. My thing though, is that if, if somebody's getting into the game and they're buying a box set, I don't know if that this, these brands have much no. nostalgia for them or whatever. So what I'm wondering overall is do we think there's enough brand equity or goodwill left to make these brands successful? And really when I say successful, I mean, I guess it depends on what their expectations are. Well, too, I right? guess that's really what it comes down to. So for me, if if you're if you're the one that's hanging, you're the company that's hanging on to these these nostalgic brands that mm -hmm. had so much notoriety back in the day. Yeah. And 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 I mean, with Ram, the wedges, the mm -hmm. irons that they oh, had. Yeah. Tom Watson played yeah, them. Yeah, Tom he Watson was wasn't he, was showcase. Nick Price playing them too? Nick Price played the FX okay. blades. Yeah, um, there was lots and of teardrop players. putters was was big. Hogan, yep. uh, Hogan irons, especially when they oh, when yeah. they had the Hogan Apex, and mm -hmm. then they had the Apex Twos, and they had like yep. uh, like these are big brands. So I my feeling is, and and look at I'm not in the manufacturing yeah, industry, so just this is personal so. opinion. If they're going to bring these products back, yeah, as um mid to low end box set deals you know kind of to fall into the tommy armor you know tommy armor did yeah this. yeah same kind um of i think you know if they sell them at retailers like mm -hmm. like when i'm not talking about like golf you're talking about the, you're talking about the walmarts and yeah the i'm talking about the walmarts the canadian and, tires yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah you know if that's what it's going to be or the online thing then i think that you're just going to sell what you're going to sell because it's a it's a box set and it's priced right and people buy it i don't think they're going to buy the brand because of the brand yeah i agree um, now you might yeah. get some parents that will buy it for their kids based on yeah. the brand like yeah you know because that's what they oh i played rams when i was a kid i'm going to get my kids some rams mm -hmm. um you might get a little bit of that if Great. they were to, and maybe that's the smart business move because if they were to do it the other way, where let's say you're you're trying uh, for the premium, yeah, market. you're trying to yeah. jump into the premium market by bringing back the RAM. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're. Gonna I don't do think that you can do sure. that. Yeah, so, no. whereas when you look at what what uh, what SRI is doing with Never Compromise, SRI right. already has Strixon. They already have Cleveland. Mm -hmm. They already have. Um, you know, high-end product. Shoes, yeah. Yes. So bringing the never compromised putter back and putting it into the fold and putting it out in the market That's against high-end yeah. putters, it's an easy transition to yeah. to revive a brand 
within a product yeah. line that you already have established at that plus, level. Plus so if they I'm, have, yeah, they they have that they have that um, they already have that position within the retail stores yes. that they can supplement. And, so and the sales rep- force that's selling yeah, to exactly. the, yeah, the, that, the, that the green grass. If you're yeah. these other, if you're golf brands and you're trying to bring back Ram, Teardrop, and Hogan products, well, I think you yeah. have to bring it back at the lower priced mm-hmm. retail store online purchase level as a as a um, almost yeah. with Teardrop, it's almost like a gimmicky uh, putter to be sold at retail to yeah. people who go, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll buy one of yeah. those for forty nine ninety five or ninety nine yeah. ninety five or whatever. Like They're that's. Definitely- yeah, they're definitely a little bit pricier than that, I think, from what I saw. But I think I think the Hogan brand still has some cachet. And I think and but I think part of that is because, you know, the whole premise from Hogan right from the start from the company was just the high quality and all that stuff or whatever. But um I'm I'm expecting a you know a little higher end stuff. Uh, not all the way premium, but probably a lot of direct to consumer goods as far as from the Hogan perspective. There's a couple of irons. I haven't seen the one new iron that's in there um, or two new irons, actually. Um, but I'm not expecting super, super high end. But like you said, I'm expecting more of a sporting goods level product for the RAM and the teardrop stuff, probably. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, too, is it's not yep. going to be a premium pro shop type product with fitting carts and all that stuff. No, I think it's just going to be you know, off the rack, um, custom fit as much as you can, but. And that's hard too. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there's less and less of the green grass retailers, you know, uh, selling product. And when it comes down to it, you've got limited shelf space. So Mm -hmm. as a result of it, the mistake made by a lot of those people is that they get into too many different brands. Yes, they may not want to have something that competes with somebody down the street, but you've also got to have stuff that when people are walking in the door, they're actually asking for. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that mistake a number of times. I've walked in a number of pro shops where they're like, they have a little bit of a lesser brand for a golf balls or whatever the case may be. They're like, oh, we're going to sell these because of this, this. But if nobody's coming in and asking for them, it doesn't matter how much margin, no. extra margin you're going to make because you're not turning the product over so no, you have to you have to sell what people are asking for not at all okay yeah um so uh what else do we want to cover pga show related yeah, just, before we get into your little game sure. just a couple of quick notes uh just some couple things from the show uh yamaha was showing off a prototype of a hydrogen powered cart uh, which is kind of interesting because it still uses an internal combustion system, but uh, no, not carbon emitting. And again, this is just a prototype. They say they're kind of working on this project uh, and trying to push their way forward with it and lots more research and stuff to be done. I think that the cart that they're showing was like a, um, it was like a four person cart and it has like two 25 liter hydrogen tanks that are in it. Um, interesting technology. We'll kind of see where things go. People think sometimes this golf show is just all about golf clubs, but there's a lot no, more no. to it no, than no, no. that. Um, you know, this is people that are coming golf course operators, looking at software systems, everything that, you know, food and beverage stuff, signage, everything they can possibly do to, to operate their golf yeah. course. Um, so these are sort of some of the things that are, you know, they're maybe not as exciting to some people, but they're definitely an integral part of the show. And it's 
it's important to look at this stuff uh, and where it's going. And, you know, technology continues to, to grow on oh, that sure. side of it, the business side of it, you know, for the superintendents, the OVTA just had their, uh, their uh, seminar and uh, show here in, in Ottawa uh, this past week. So that, you know, again, showcasing more software and technology and stuff like that. And that theme continued obviously down to the PGA show uh, more technology and, you know, various new launch monitors, uh, software upgrades to the launch monitors, uh, more use of things like, uh, you know, AI for an example, hmm. upgraded uh, and, and AI in a certain way, it's basically AI in the way that it's just like, it's evolved power in more computing power mm -hmm. so that we look at, you know, software that automatically, uh, you can, you know, we'll draw lines on the, a particular, uh, you know, a golf swing video or a particular yeah. type thing. Again, they're not replacing a coach or whatever. There might be, uh, you know, automatic uh, tracers for mm -hmm. your videos, for the shots that are on, you know, a launch monitor or whatever, um, you know, more use and integration uh, into launch monitors for the use of like swing trainers so that, you know, they measure them properly. So lots more of coaching tech. tools, lots of tech, lots of software and, and, you know, more things to come with this. A lot of things that are shown in January, not necessarily going to get out to the market, you know, today, um, but, you know, we'll see it trickle out over the years. So, okay. A, a good week. All right, so that kind of uh, it doesn't wrap up our PGA yeah. show talk. We'll probably more product more talking yeah. about more stuff next week, but uh, it wraps up our talk for this week on PGA Merchandise Show. So while we got a few minutes here, let's sure. uh, let's quickly uh, get into this uh, Pro game. Spotify uh, game, um, yeah. and uh, then we'll wrap things up. So just let's bang to, into this. Yeah, whatever. Tell us what this is. Yeah. Let's get through it, and uh, okay. before we run out of time. So obviously uh, super popular at the end of the year. A lot of people listen to Spotify for their music. At the end of the year, they get a summary of kind of, you know, who's their top artist. So what I wanted to do was kind of throw out five names and get our guesses of what we think their top music artists or genre would be on the end of their Spotify wrapped for this past year. We'll each give a guess at it based on whatever we thought. So uh, let's start with uh, Brooke Henderson. What do you think's uh, her top artists? Luke Bryan. Oh, okay. So she's country girl, mm -hmm. right? You're thinking mm -hmm. country girl. Okay. I like that. Uh, I would probably go very similar. I know she's a big Reba fan. So I'm going to guess there's a Reba that's on there or maybe some soft pop like a Billie Eilish or something like that. That's that's okay. what I'd go with for there. Uh, Nick Taylor, our <laughs> Canadian, defending Canadian uh, Open champion. Nick this, Taylor. This, this could be a tougher guess, I think. I'm going to say, good Lord. Um <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where to go here. I'm not up on my pop because I don't listen to it that much. But well, uh, maybe it's not pop. Maybe it's death metal. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Eminem. Ooh, Nick Taylor with the Eminem. This is one I, I was gonna ask. say it for Scotty Shepler, but I'm gonna say it I'm for gonna, Nick Taylor. I'm gonna ask Nick about that sometime. Uh, Nick, I'm gonna go. He's a pretty low key guy, and now he's a family guy too. I'm gonna go like a acoustic sort of vibe. I'm gonna give him like a Jack Johnson or something like that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and you're like, who? Uh, yeah, so I'll go with that. But you know what I'll do is I'll venture in the next little while maybe over the next year and opportunities to talk to some of these players. Maybe we'll try and figure out what they actually like. Uh, Scotty Shepard, Texas guy. Yeah, this has got to be country. Um, yeah. I'm going to say, oh my gosh, Toby Keith. Or, uh, not Toby, Toby Keith. Keith. No, not Toby Keith. Not, uh, oh, Keith, Keith Urban. 
Oh, Keith or Keith Urban, the Australian country guy. Uh, I'm going to go Morgan Wallen or Zach Bryan. I'll stick with the country theme, Texas guy through and through. So, uh, again, I have no idea what his preferences are, but you, you'll, we'll, we'll go with it from there. Uh, two more. Lydia Ko? No clue. No clue. I have no clue. <laughs> Lydia Ko, I, God. Um, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to go straight out. I'm going to think she's a Swifty. Uh, I mean, I think that's an obvious one would probably, well, I know Brooke, up. I know Brooke's not, I mean, I don't know, but I'm, I'm like 99% sure yeah. Brooke Henderson does, is not a Swifty. So that's why I, I didn't I, go there, but yeah, I could see yeah. Lydia go. I think maybe. Lydia, I mean, I think Swifty will cover off a lot of people. So we'll just go with that and make it easy. Uh, and then I've got an advantage on this one, but I'll go Rory McElroy for you. And I oh, have an advantage because yes. I've, I've had this discussion with him a bunch of years ago. So I don't even know. I mean, Rory, oh, you do these games <laughs> um, for exactly this. I have no clue, Rory. Um, God, I feel like he's. I feel like he's. Well, even a genre. Like a, what do you think? Like a genre, you don't have to name him. I think he's artist. alternative. Like I think he's kind of alternative okay. music. So I mean, I think like kind of like a Green Day or. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Green Day. Okay. All right. Something like uh, that. I will tell you. Um, As you know. Is- yeah, I, I do on this one or whatever. He loves kind of setting the mood for himself with this. He either uses music to pump himself up or quiet himself down. And so he likes to have music, uh, you know, in his, in his earbuds on the range and stuff like that. He's big on house and hip hop, believe it or not. Uh, and I'm going to throw in probably something like a Calvin Harris or a Vici or something like that. Get him all fired up for his rounds of golf. And uh, yeah, so all right. there we go. There we go. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, someday we'll find out the true answers to those questions and uh, we'll share them with you. Find out just how many I had wrong. Probably five <laughs> out of five. Um, good thing there's nothing on the line. All exactly. right. Uh, well, that's a, that's a wrap for us for uh, for this episode of the Flagstick Podcast. A uh, reminder yep. that the registration for the Flagstick Open uh, presented by TaylorMade and Adidas uh, is now open to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, spots are dwindling quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are not very many left. I can tell you that for sure, but you can get on the waiting list and the waiting list is usually pretty long, but I will say this, that a good chunk of the waiting list always gets in. Cause there always are cancellations for a number yep. of different reasons. Heck I had people register and then cancel two days I saw, later. So, I, saw, I saw one already. You know, yeah. <laughs> because they want to get in so bad and then they realize yeah. they can't play. So it's all good. Uh, if yeah. you register now and you don't know, Oh God, I'm not going to be able to play. Uh, register because we'll probably have no problem filling your spot and you'll get a full refund and all that kind of stuff. So don't stress about that. Don't worry about that. Just get yourself into the field as fast as possible. You got it. All right. Well, that's about it. Uh, Thanks to our sponsors, Metcalf Golf Club, Celtic Golf Center, and of course our presenting sponsor again this week, Golf PEI. Golf Prince Edward Island is a premier Canadian golf destination boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in the country with over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine, top tier accommodations and exquisite culinary experiences. The easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Book those golf vacations and tee times at golfpei.ca. Hopefully you've been enjoying uh, hearing and watching this uh, again this week. Uh, Be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, X, 
uh, Facebook and TikTok. Uh, subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us, click the notification bell, and make sure that you never miss a single episode ever. Get over to flagstick.com for more amazing golf content delivered every single day. Uh, and sign up for the Flagstick Digest newsletter so you get that same content delivered directly to your inbox three days a week. You got well, it. as always, we appreciate you tuning in. But until next week, I am Jeff Botter. And I'm Scott McLeod. Remember, always go for the stick. <laughs> <laughs>